Bringing Fuzzy into Focus by Linda Hanstra. It's a bone-chilling 14 degrees outside. Through the foggy car window, I see Seth bounding out of his house in jeans and a t-shirt to greet us, jumping up and down in the snow with the energy of a three-year-old. I laugh and say, he hasn't changed a bit, has he? Still our bouncy boy. As soon as possible, he gives me his usual giant bear hug and laughing says, hi, mom. It's early February, and my husband and I have come to celebrate Seth's birthday with him and his wife. Born on Valentine's Day, our second born stole my heart from day one. I'd gaze at my little bundle and imagine the amazing person he'd grow up to be, confident in our parenting skills after our first well-behaved and quiet son, I assumed child number two would follow suit. He didn't. Climbing up the kitchen drawers onto the stove and reaching into the cabinets above the range hood to retrieve his favorite snack, Seth had no fear of danger. Throwing toys from every shelf and storage container into one big pile in the middle of the toy room floor, he had no sense of order. Singing constantly and loudly, jumping and bouncing and running within the endurance of the Energizer Bunny, he had a motor that wouldn't turn off. At nap time, I would find him with books from which he'd ripped the spine, chewed the cardboard into a ball, and then proceeded to stick the ball up his nose. Once or twice, he came to me with a panic in his little blue eyes, saying, Mommy, it's stuck. I'd get out the tweezers and cautiously remove the lodged spitball from his nasal passages. Even reprimands, timeouts, and punishments didn't seem to make a difference. My frustration reached the boiling point often, and losing control, I would yell. With my face red, eyes bulging, and neck muscles protruding, I must have resembled a crazy cartoon character, because rather than saying a penitent, I'm sorry, mommy, In those tense moments, Seth giggled. Afraid I might hurt him if I didn't walk away, I would escape to my bedroom, close the door, fall onto my bed, and sob. When he was four, Seth became a big brother. It stretched me to my limits as I adjusted once again to breastfeeding, diaper changing, and sleepless nights. I wanted to bask in the initial glorious moments and soak in all it meant to have my first daughter. I wanted a little peace and quiet. Seth would not give me what I wanted. During that time, I hit one of my lowest points as a mom. Sitting in my rocking chair, nursing my baby girl, I prayed that God would help me like my little boy again. I knew I'd always love him. There was no question about that. But there were so many moments I just didn't like him. His loudness, his boisterousness, his in-your-face-at-every-moment-ness. It was more than this too-tired, stressed-out mom could take. He started kindergarten at five. At our doctor's recommendation, we brought him to a psychologist, and test results confirmed my suspicions of ADHD. I immediately asked the doctor, will he have learning problems? Will he grow out of it? With the calmness of a professional accustomed to dealing with worried parents, he replied, This may seem like a huge deal right now, but imagine 15 or 20 years from now. Focus on the big picture. He'll be fine and someday do great things. 
That future picture was very fuzzy and difficult for me to see, much less believe. We started Seth on a low-dose stimulant. Once he could slow down and control his impulses, the sweet boy I fell in love with at birth stole his way back into my heart. Every morning, we could count on him to wake us up by jumping into bed between us. Every night, he'd stop by for his goodnight hug from mom and dad, something he didn't outgrow until he went to college. He loved exploring God's creation in our backyard, playing video games and building Lego sets. Like his dad, he was drawn to technology. Like his mama, he had an ear for music and singing and learned to play my trumpet. Unlike us, he also learned guitar, banjo, mandolin, and ukulele. And boy, did he make us laugh. He also made us cry. Despite his many abilities, living life with an attention deficit was tough. We'd pray together and have heart-to-heart talks as he grappled with the why me of having ADHD. School was a struggle, and making friends was difficult as subtle social cues flew right past him. Driving to his counseling session after a particularly rough week at home and school, Seth's eyes filled with tears and his voice cracked as he asked, why did I have to get ADHD? Do I have to take medicine for the rest of my life? I looked over from the driver's seat at my tender-hearted, sensitive son. You might, buddy, but that's okay. Some kids need glasses to help them see better. You need medicine to help you focus better. Just remember, your ADHD can't stop you from being anything you want to be, and you'll do great things someday. He looked out the window, sniffed and wiped his eyes, wanting to believe me. As a mom, I realized that my job was not to protect him from the heartache and pain he'd surely encounter in his life, but to give him the tools to manage them. As the tears welled up in my own eyes, I attempted to focus on the road ahead. Over his birthday dinner, Seth shares new hopes for his career path, one that has been a mix of biology and technology, combining his love of nature with his knack for computers. He turns his attention to his wife as she shares stories of her job as a teacher. He beams as he talks about his church and the music ministry he is a part of there. He cracks a few corny jokes and makes us laugh. I smile as I recall the journey we've been on and laugh with the boy that once made me cry. Looking back now, the memories of frustration, guilt, and struggle are just a fuzzy picture. And I can clearly see that God had this bright young man in mind all along. Thank you so much, Linda. It's really good to have you here on the recording. Thanks for being here with me this morning. You're welcome. It's nice to be here. Lynn Patty, I am a member of the Kindred Mom team. And today we have Linda Hanstra, who um, is coming to us from Michigan. Linda, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Um, I am a mother of four. Um, All of my kids are grown. Um, And we did have an empty nest up until a couple weeks ago when um, two of our girls came back home to study online um, Mm -hmm. due to coronavirus. My kids, I have two boys, two girls. The boys are both working. One is married, as you heard in the story. And Mm -hmm. the girls are both in college. 
Wow. Well, thank you. I also work as a speech language pathologist in um, the public school here in our district. And that's my main job, but I enjoy writing on the side. Well, we certainly have enjoyed your writing. This is a really powerful piece. A lot of our listening audience, reading audience um, have little kids. And so it's always really, really helpful for us to hear from moms who've been there, moms who have already launched kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) into the world. And so for us, this essay just really um, spoke to all of us and was very, very encouraging to all of us. So thank you so much for sharing it. You're welcome. So in our Ages and Stages series, we're doing mom chats with all of the authors asking uh, um, similar questions to you guys. And I'd like to start out with the best or worst advice you've gotten about parenting over the years. Boy, it's been so long. <laughs> and I've gotten so much advice. It's been so many years that I, um, I'm thinking that probably one of the best, the best advice um, that I've been given is to be flexible. Just, you know, things yeah. don't always go as you expect. Right. Your kid, and, and your kids are not, um, they're not going to come out from the same mold. It, it always surprised me that two parents could, could produce four kids who are all so different. Right. Um, so being flexible and being able to just adapt to each child and their specific needs and, and the things that happen in life that you may not expect to just be flexible, ready to sort of change the direction if you need to and change your priorities along the way. Yeah, that definitely resonates over here. I think that most of my anxiety or my worry or whatever really stems from a place of being inflexible. I appreciate that. Uh, What are you reading right now? Let's see. I just finished reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a great book for sort of breaking bad habits and starting new good habits. Mm -hmm. Um, He just has some great practical ideas and ways of doing that and and also uh, has a lot of scientific research behind all of it Um, but right now I'm also reading a geography of memory by Jean yeah Jean Murray Walker and it's a book about it's a memoir about her mom's progression into Alzheimer's and my mom has Alzheimer's so it it, I can really relate wow Um, yeah and, and it goes back and uh, she she talks a lot about her childhood and her how her mother you know shaped her and formed her um, as a child too. So it's very it's a very touching story. Yeah, where are you in that journey with your mom? How long have you known? And um, about five years. Um, mm-hmm. She is still living at home with my dad, mm-hmm. um, but her short term memory is is gone. Um, she doesn't mm-hmm. remember usually a conversation we had three minutes previous. Um, right. and, and that's, that can be difficult, but she still recognizes most of the family. Sometimes the grandkids, she gets their names mixed up. Um, sure. she also just doesn't have as much motivation and drive and, and things. I mean, she yeah. used to be so organized and so just very initiated a lot of things. And now she tends, she loves to color. She sits in her, in her lazy boy and, and colors while my dad fixes puzzles. And (laughs) yeah, so that's just, yeah, it's, it, it's been a journey and we have, I have siblings. We all are chipping in to help them out when, you know, when they need it. That's so good. Wow. Well, if you could talk to your pre-kid self, what would you tell her? Enjoy the ride. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's just, there's just so much joy in being a parent. And sometimes you forget that as you're in the struggle of the everyday. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, looking back on it, it's so much easier to see, wow, you know, we had so many good times and did I really take them in as I, you know, being in the moment kind of um, and enjoying those, those moments. Mm. I would also remind myself that God is in control and mm-hmm. I don't need to to control every aspect of every of my kids' lives. I don't need to worry so much about all of that because he really yeah. does have the big picture in mind and he knows uh, he knows how it's all going to turn out and and he's got each of my kids in his hands. So, yeah. Well, it's it's a, a really early morning over here in um, just outside of Los Angeles, and I cannot think of a better way to begin my day as you and I finish this recording. Thank you so much. This Thank was you. Really, really lovely to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your essay. We hope to hear again from you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs>